Hey. Hello. How you doing? Doing well, doing well. How are you? Good. I'm all right, you know. Another day. <laughs> all right. So I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. You're listening to another episode of QI Do. The podcast that's going to give you all the tea on these horrible, horrible wedding vendors. really had an episode like this before like kind of sort of but not on this level today's episode one where we are getting a little bit realer than we ever had you are going to hear from two brides that have dealt with like really bad vendors and they're going to tell you their experiences and so this is definitely one to buckle up and listen to vendors you as well you as well Cause y'all know y'all done dealt with some, some other vendors that you don't want to work with again. (laughs) So (laughs) look, enjoy the episode. Awesome. Well, we have two very, very special guests with us. Guests, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, my name's Natalie. Hey, Natalie. Where are you from, Natalie? (laughs) Um, I'm actually from New York, but I live in Atlanta. Oh, nice. How long have you been down here? Forever, since um, 99. Oh, okay. So you're basically from Georgia. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, I I wouldn't say that, but... Gotcha. Okay. Well, we're glad to have you on. Happy to be here. Yes. Second guest. Well, I'm Natalia. I'm from Virginia and I've always lived here. Never lived anywhere else. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) We're glad to have you on as well. Thank you. You're welcome. Y'all are both navigating two different stages of life right now, but we all, you know, Black women that went through this whole wedding planning process, we we have similarities there. So again, thank you for joining us. Before we dive into all of the things we're talking about, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, your significant other? How did y'all meet? Just kind of quick and cute. But yeah, so how did you meet your husband? Um, I met my husband. So it's debatable. I say that we met in 2008. My best friend from college took me to a party and Leon, my husband, was one of the promoters for the party. He thinks we met like around 2011, 2012. But between 2008 and 2012, we've met several times. Um, But we didn't start dating. We were friends from 2012 and on and we didn't start dating until maybe late 2019. Was it like love at first sight or? No, he was married <laughs> when we met. <laughs> um, so he's been married before. Okay. Uh, but definitely wasn't uh, love at first sight. But we were we were friends for a while and then eventually started dating. That's sometimes how it is. Best type of relationship to be friends first for a, mm-hmm. a little bit and then, you know, cross over. Yeah, I think it's best. Probably would have, um, we probably wouldn't have lasted if we weren't friends first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's real. 
That's real. You need that foundation. So mm -hmm. I get that. All right, Natalia, how'd you meet your fiance? Plenty of fish, actually. Okay. I started with y'all. I was like, oh, she's cute. And I just scrolled past. I didn't even pay any attention. And then I saw that she had left me a message. And then we talked on Plenty of Fish for a while. And then we started talking on the phone. This was in 2017. So we didn't officially like hang out for the first time until January. And like she was taking me around her family and stuff. And I was like, look, what are you trying to do? Because I'm not trying to meet no more family members as your friend. Either we're going to be together <laughs> or what, what are we, what's going on here, man? What's not clicking? What do you got? <laughs> so she asked me to date her on June, on January 25th, 2018. Been together ever since. That's how it is sometimes. Okay. Mm -hmm. right. I, was, I was very intentional with her like I ain't got time to waste <laughs> that's good <sighs> I think a lot of people need to be intentional so they can get what they want or get on you know um but 42 anywho. years old now like I I'm I'm not young you're I'm what playing with 42 I'll be 43 next year I'm sorry what <laughs> <laughs> you're I, like 26 <laughs> Oh, I really appreciate that. I have a 19-year-old daughter in the room. My daughter is 19. Okay. okay. I did not see that coming. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, plot twist. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, even yeah. more reason then. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, ma'am, I got a kid. Um, yeah, what we doing? I ain't got time to play with you. And she was just like, she tells people, she was like, she bullied me. I was like, and look at your life. Well, well improved. <laughs> Look how happy you are. Not happy. well approved. Oh my goodness. Well, we're talking to both of y'all tonight because of something, honestly, both Tania and I have had our share of experience kind of in this space of where, you know, you start planning your wedding and then maybe the people you had in place to kind of help execute some of the vision that you had in mind, maybe that didn't quite pan out in the way you were hoping or expecting. And I think for our listeners, we've definitely, we're not alone in that. Like there have been so many people that will like either DM us or like send an email or something and they're frustrated about whatever it is, right? Like a photographer that doesn't turn around photos in a timely manner or like a an event designer that ghosts them or like whatever the issue is. And I think because like, we've never really talked about this from this side though. Like we've talked to vendors about vendor remorse or like, what do you do when, you know, you're trying to figure out like, what do I do with my vendor or how do I move forward? We've had, we've had that conversation. And of course the vendors are always going to be very pro vendor because <laughs> they don't see themselves as ever doing anything wrong. But there is that other side where it's like, okay, I I'm not making this up. Like I'm seeing, I'm experiencing this. Like this is not great client experience or customer service or whatever it is. And for a moment that should be one of the happiest moments of your life, you know, you just want everybody that is a part of that, whether it's guests, wedding party, or the people you're paying to help you execute this vision, you're hoping that everyone is at their best self, like bringing their best stuff to the table. And especially the people you're paying for, like 
you're definitely expecting more out of them than you would anyone else. So that's why we're like super excited to have this conversation with y'all. Now, just a disclaimer before we get into it. Y'all aren't getting any names, so we're not doing that. <laughs> like, this isn't nosy, because the, the folks love that. The people, I, I see it online all the time where they're like, somebody's complaining about a vendor, someone has a bad experience, and they're like, drop the name. No. <laughs> but hopefully there's something, you know, here that you learn that's like either it gives you the information you need to be able to make the decision you need to make for your own planning, you know, process. Or maybe it's just like, you know what? Thank goodness. That's not my experience. Or now I know how to handle it if it is. So, um, anywho, random little aside, but did want to kind of get that, you know, off beforehand. But before we dive into all of that, We are going to play this or that, which we do every single week. It is our favorite Instagram game turned into a podcast game. Um, But basically, I'm going to give you two options and you're going to pick between this option or that option. And you're going to tell us why. So like I was saying before, um, Natalie, because you started, we'll let you go first. Then Natalia, then Tania, then me. We'll start it back over and then, yeah, we'll dive into these questions. So I hope y'all are ready. So all of this is very on theme with what we're talking about. But to start, would you prefer to have the makeup artist that made your face break out after the trial or the makeup artist that showed up two hours late on your wedding day? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm a big stickler for time. And even though everybody was on time the wedding day, we still we still ended up behind and missed a lot a lot of our receptions. So I'm gonna go I guess I'm gonna go with the breakout because I would hate to miss two hours of anything. I guess she would just cover up the breakout with the makeup on the wedding day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a that's a good answer. All right. Natalia, what would you do? Oh my God. I'm so weird about my skin. So I don't even know if I could deal with it. But if you make my face break out, that means they're not clean. So why would I want to have that experience? I mean, it could also be like an ingredient issue, maybe in the makeup that just you're allergic to. And I don't want to. Although I'm really big on time. I I don't know, God. I probably would have to take the 12 hours late because if they're good at what they do, and I just have to eat that time and figure it out because I'm having to eat in the wedding anyway. So maybe that'll help me out. All right. Well, Tania, what about you? You know, I have a clarifying question for you. Um, did they make you break <laughs> out during the preview? Yeah, or? like that's what this is. Yeah, the makeup trial. Okay. okay. Not like the wedding day itself. Like okay. beforehand. So maybe I will take the break out as well because we can change some things we can change you know like the foundation or whatever that broke me out we can change that and you know I you know all I gotta do is go to my doctor you know get me some anti-inflammatories or whatever you know try to figure out the cause of the breakout and then you know go from there so I would choose the breakout even though I don't want to break out but yeah okay because the two hours 
I feel you, Natalie, on the, it's actually cutting into the wedding because that's money. Time is money. And so, yeah, Mm -mm, I don't want you to make me late. Okay. I would agree. I would prefer with the breakout from the trial, but instead of two hours late, because two hours late can impact your start time or it cannot, depending, but it could. And showing up two hours late, depending on how many people you have, like, we still need our makeup done. Like, we still got to get dressed. We still have to go through all of this. And our photographers here just staring at us, taking empty photos for two hours. Like, like you said, Tania, you're messing with money now. So, yeah, I'll deal with the breakout. I'll I'll have to deal with the breakout because, yeah, we're not doing that. Okay. So, would you prefer to have... The photographer that only posts light skin clients on her Instagram, or would you prefer to have the photographer that delivers your wedding photos nine months later? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to go with option one. <laughs> um, and I and I'm light skin, so I know that sounds terrible, but at I, I I nine months. Like that's a very long time. Yeah, I can't wait nine months for my pictures. And we got them. We got our pictures in two weeks. Um, Ooh. So that was that was oh. great. We haven't gotten anything. Else, All of your like pictures. Album or yeah. yeah. Wow. Who was your photographer? Um, Stan Low. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. Right. Right. Okay. Oh, y'all right. got money. Y'all got money. <laughs> <laughs> I researched him for somebody. Y'all got money. Yes. <laughs> had <laughs> <laughs> right on the other side of the wedding <laughs> wow that's good though two yeah weeks. that is really really good that's really really good two weeks yeah that's a quick turnaround right right and i know your okay. photos were like they beautiful. were mm-hmm. like what she posts mm-hmm. that wedding mm-hmm. oh my god his work is his work is impeccable absolutely yeah he is really good mm. okay okay all right, so Natalia, what would you do? Uh, I'm a I'm a chocolate girl, but I'm gonna have to take. I'm gonna have to risk it with the light, with the posting <laughs> of the light skin people, and pray for the best. Cause I'm impatient. Number one, I can't wait now, man. Yeah, I'm gonna just I have to pray for the best. Hopefully, sis know how to color correct. I don't know. You <laughs> <laughs> said color correct. <laughs> oh goodness. That's too funny. Okay. <laughs> so, what are you doing? Option number one, because anybody has, like, like I've already paid you. You've already gotten paid in full. So, I need my photos back. So, right. definitely option number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel that too. Because, I mean, I don't care if you just post light skin clients, you got a dark skin client. <laughs> You got you got brown skin folks like it, it's fine. I don't I'm on the other side of that. I just want my photos back in nine months. It's just so, so long. Like it. I don't think it should take more than like three months. Now, I know somebody's probably going to be mad at that. But like, what are we doing? Like, do you One way. I wish I mean, I, I'll give you a little bit, like depending on how booked it is or like what time of the year, like if it's around the holidays, right before the holiday, you know, you kind of have some of that may give you some grace there, but I'm not giving you nine months worth of grace. Like we're almost at our anniversary. Like if you're waiting that late, you gotta, you gotta throw some in. Like you need to give me 
one of your good wedding albums. Give me a credit for like $300, $400 to do something. Because that's just too long. Like that's just- Nine months. He's doing the baby pictures then. Right. He's doing a maternity shoot by then. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, I mean, after nine months, like, what, what, what you doing? Because we on, I'm on the people's court at that point. I'm on the people's court. <laughs> I'm on somebody's court show trying to figure out where my like bitches is at. Because you playing with me at this point, like, but seriously, and especially because most, of, most on, of these contracts don't say it's going to take nine months. They're like maybe six months max, and not even six months because that's more like the videographer that's going to take longer. The photographer, all you got to do is go in the Lightroom, touch up a little bit, you know, a little coal here, a little chop chop, you know, Photoshop, send it back over. What photographer is going to be mad and it's going to be like, it actually takes us this long to do this. Look, y'all need to stop booking too many people if you can't appropriately deliver their stuff back in a good time. But anywho, all right, so round three. Would you prefer to have the DJ that played the wrong song three times during the reception or the DJ that caused a partial power outage of the venue? Partial power outage, like where we are or just the whole venue? Like part of- As long as the power outage. (laughs) Good, Good questions. I would say probably in a space that you're in but it doesn't impact too much you know like maybe some up lights are now not gonna work or a corner maybe you gotta move the photo booth or something you know like it's not impacting the reception by large it's just an inconvenience um I think I'll go with option two okay I don't know about anybody else but Leon and I sat down and went over which songs we want played when like over and over and over and like definitely thought about it and was intentional about it and so if you played the wrong song three times that would be a problem i'm gonna go with the power outage okay i forgot yeah music was like really big in your wedding yeah we're big we're really big on music. My dad and I used to put on um, reggae concerts in Atlanta and Leon used to promote uh, big reggae parties in Atlanta. So, oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, y'all are not playing about these three songs. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Natalia, what are you, which one are you? I might can live with the three songs because I don't want no power <laughs> going out nowhere. So, it depends. <laughs> is it, what kind of song was it that you played wrong? Cause I, mean, I know how to say, but I know how to lay people out. So <laughs> don't play with my money. It can be like an intro song where, you know, maybe the parents are introduced to like uncle Luke or something like very inappropriate. Oh, Jesus. My mother's a pastor. Um, so <laughs> she can man when people like say bad words on their own Facebook. Man, that's not your business. That's not your <laughs> I, that's she's not my friend on Facebook. We are not friends. No. Oh my goodness. She'll be like, you sign my friend request. I did. <laughs> be blessed. Love you. Oh my goodness. Okay. So- I, I'm gonna do power outage then. <laughs> I can't have my mama coming in and mess the Luke. That's that's a bit much. Okay. So power outage. Okay. Tania. 
<laughs> Which one are you picking? Oh, I mean, I think I'm going to go with option number one. Like the DJ messing okay. up three times because hopefully after the third time. So for example, if it's like my parents walking out, then mm-hmm. they just won't walk out until their song gets played. And so hopefully he corrects himself and then we go from there. But yeah, but I don't want, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I want a power outage because then what if the power doesn't come on and let's say the photo booth can't be moved. So then I just page off for nothing. Mm. So. Okay. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Um, I'm gonna go with the power out. No. Well, I don't know. The wrong songs though. Like that, if you had like, if you were trying to set up a certain vibe and then they play it out of order or they give the wrong song to the wrong person or they start playing something else for the first dance. And, you know, certain moments, like there's a lot around it, like to hear the buildup of the song is tied into some of those experiences. So you play the wrong song. Now we done lost that, you know, that, that, moment or that energy for whatever that thing was supposed to be. I'm gonna go with the power outage. I'm gonna pray for the best. Hope that the power outage is short, is somewhere that doesn't really bother me or impact anything. But yeah, I don't know. Not not the songs. Not the songs. Okay. So the final round. Would you prefer to have the wedding planner that is too busy creating reels instead of responding to your emails? Or would you prefer to have the wedding planner that refuses to do a venue walkthrough? Um, I feel like I had both of those. So, <laughs> <let> me... <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, so out of the two, I guess I would have preferred, I guess option two, the wedding walkthrough. Because I need you to answer my emails. Like I send a lot of, I don't send a lot, but when I do send an email, it needs to be answered. And I can walk through the venue by myself. Like I've walked through venues, events that I'm putting on or concerts that I'm putting on. I can, I can handle that if you're not going to do it, but I do need you to answer those emails. And over a span of a year of planning, if you're not answering any emails, but you're, but then I see you posted on Instagram. Mm, That's a problem. Right. Good point. Okay. Natalia. I had a little bit of both. She didn't post on Instagram, but she just didn't respond sometimes. That's how I called her. And she called me back like days later. She was like, I lost my phone. She no. was like, it was somewhere. She was like, it was somewhere in my house. I didn't know where it was. And she <laughs> actually never, she never helped me pick anything. Like when I picked her to be my planner, I had already picked the venue. She claims to have all these, these good relationships, but it was just like a crack of BS for real. So I guess the person that, I've had both. She was both. She was all in one. So I guess if I could go back, I would say the wedding um, venue walkthrough because she never walked through my venue with me. The first venue I had, she never saw it with me. (laughs) Very interesting lady. I could tell. And we're going to get into that which one would you pick um i would rather you not come to the walkthrough because that's fine i mean i think i can i can handle that maybe we can do a facetime situation or maybe you can go on a different day that's fine but i don't want you to not get back to me and then you're posting tiktok reels and stuff Mm -mm, mm -mm. that's not what i paid you for (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Very true. Granted, that's probably how she or he, you know, does their marketing, but also take care of business on the back end or hire someone to help you. Right. Mm-hmm. That that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm I'm with all of you. Like it would be the walkthrough. But the the thing about the walkthrough that's getting me is the refuses to do. Like, why are you refusing to do something that is literally a part of your job? But yeah, I guess I can do the walkthrough on FaceTime or Zoom or something like that. Or, you know, somebody does a walkthrough and like records, maybe. But I think a planner needs to know what the venue looks like, needs to know what the catering kitchen looks like and the, you know, the bar, the back rooms, get ready suites, all of that stuff. You need this information. But that is just part of it. Responding to the emails, like, I know you can like batch stuff, you know, like the content creators do stuff on a certain day and they post, but part of planning is communicating. How are we going to communicate? So I kind of, I, I think I would go with the, I don't know. They're both horrible. It's a toss up. Like they're both horrible people. They're horrible planners. Like, why are they in this business? To me, the planner that's too busy creating reels, that one takes me to a certain place that I think kind of, you're supposed to be planning. Like I get it. It's marketing, but do your job, do your job. So whichever one you want to say, that was my answer. That's the answer. I hate it both. hate it both. But anywho, so now we're done with this or that. Was it that bad to you? Was it okay? It was okay. It was okay. 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 Usually they're little out there, but I mean, yeah, this was okay. Okay. Thank you. Just want to make sure. You're welcome. You're welcome. But basically, we want to now like dive into the wonderful world of vendor remorse, essentially. And yeah. All right. So Natalie, we will start with you. So how did you select the vendors you selected? Most of our vendors I hand selected. Like I didn't rely on, well, I didn't and couldn't rely on my wedding planner too much on the vendor side. So mostly through Instagram, looking people up through Instagram, looking at different wedding pages and seeing, like you all know, when when a wedding picture is posted, it says like all the vendors underneath it. So going to those different wedding pages, seeing things I liked, and then looking at who the vendors are, researching, going to their page, going to the client's page to see if the the client also looked happy. Um, Also going to their websites to see if their website was professional or if they had contact information or pricing information, but mainly a lot through Instagram. Yeah, that makes sense. How about you, Natalia? Well, I was really intentional and I told Ebony, that's my fiance, I was like, I want all Black vendors. I want to recycle my money in the community that looks like me. So that was my first thing. Like I really was intentional about that. So everybody I looked at was um, black or a person of color. I selected my people by like some some people came recommended, and some I like my photographer for instance. You know the essence thing when they do like the wedding. So it was this girl. She was from around here, and her wedding ended up in essence. So I was reading an article and I saw this picture and I thought the picture was beautiful. And it said um, my photographer's name. 
And I was like, oh my God, like I have to have him. I have to get him. So that's how I picked him. That was like the one person that I picked like blindly. And then I went to his page and I saw some of his work and I was like really impressed by it. And he's actually a preferred vendor at some of the places that we looked at for some of the um, venues that we went to. He was a preferred vendor as a photographer. Everything is all, it's, I'm moving for everybody to black, <laughs> basically. So I got my wish. That's good, because that's rare. It's not a lot of black mm-hmm. venues. Mm-hmm. Our venue is, on, is owned by a church, and it's a mm-hmm. black church. So they rent it out to people. They have a bowling alley in there, a basketball court. It's really nice. Bowling alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So for both of you, like what outside of, of course, like finding your vendors through the different places you just outlined, like what did your research entail? Like, were you digging in like tag photos, looking at reviews, like reaching out to people to see like, hey, what's your experience? Or, you know, like, what did you do before you were like, okay, this is the vendor for me? I didn't reach out to anyone. I guess it's mainly Instagram. I didn't use any hashtags, but I did go to a lot of the different bridal sites. Mm-hmm. One was Hue I Do, like brides, Black Bride, mm-hmm. uh, Black Bachelorette, some of the different wedding vendors, um, the wedding dress vendors, I would go to their pages and just look at different wedding posts and then look in the comments to see what the different vendors are. Like if there's something that stuck, struck out to me, mm-hmm. if the picture was really nice, I would look who the photographer is. If the designs were really nice, I might look who the florist is. But main, I was stalked Instagram and stalked bridal pages for for a while. <laughs> That makes sense. I think that's what Tania and I both did as well. All right. Natalia, what about you? I just went off of that. Like, if I got along with the person, because, like, I'm the person that talks to the vendors the most. So, because I had to do the dealing with everyone, like, phone calls, emails. I get majority of the contracts and stuff. So, if I thought they were a good person, of course, with our caterer, we did a tasting. So, he actually um did my anniversary dinner this year so oh, nice. you know I was just, oh he didn't do it for free but yeah it was nice <laughs> <laughs> i definitely had to pay him <laughs> but, um, <laughs> that was like our first time eating his food since we did like our initial tasting okay. so you know it was a surprise for my fiance because she does so many nice things for me so i wanted to pour that little back into her that's nice. So I mean, I, I'm nice to her. That's why she's still around. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so that was this much research. I wish I did more research on my initial wedding planner, but you know, mistakes mistakes were made. <laughs> that happens. Very unfortunate. Ugh, not your wedding planner. Okay, so when did you start noticing things were going left? And Natalie, we'll start off with you. Um, I don't know if it's like maybe a month in, we just weren't having as much response from her emails were slow. Like she, she made a lot of promises up front and we had actually talked to the wedding planner that we ended up having on the day of our wedding. We talked to him first and his price was a little bit higher than what our budget allowed for. And they were based in um, North Carolina. And then so we talked to another young lady here in Atlanta 
and her price was more in line with our budget and she was already here and she's familiar with Atlanta venues or she said she was we we decided to go with her instead but um she made a lot of promises up front like she sounded great uh, my husband jokes that that I didn't even talk to him about um booking her that I just told her on the phone oh you're it like you sound great and she said that she was like very on time and she was tickler for time and she planned things out and she was type A and she ended up being like the complete opposite. And I think like we we kept asking her to set up venue walkthroughs or to set up appointments and let us know where we needed to go. And the first email she sent, it was like five different venues. And we told her which of the five we wanted to go to. I think we narrowed it down to like three or four. And we had told her we had been to one, but she just listed like the name of the venue, no website, no Instagram information, no pricing information, no pictures or anything. And so when we contacted her again about the ones that we wanted to look at, she gave us a whole new set of venues and was like, oh, those aren't available. I remember the initial email said these venues are available and fit your the criteria that you have. So that was a little strange because we did the research of the venues on our own already and picked the ones we wanted to see. And she told us that those weren't available and gave us another set of five. That was probably the start of the slide down. So, so sorry. Right. Like the beginning stage of planning, it's like so like critical because you need to lock in your venue, but not also your venue, but the date, you know, that you have in mind. So yeah. And we ended up losing our first venue because of her. um, I don't even know if it's miscommunication because she took us. So she eventually set up the appointments. Well, I say appointments. She, She kept saying that she was working on getting appointments for all of the venues in one day. And that's why it was taking her so long, like over two months. And yeah. And so we first started talking to her in November and our wedding was supposed to be, our first wedding was supposed to be in December of 2021. And she said it was taking her long. She'd sent an email saying finally, like two months later, that she had made the appointments for three different venues or two different venues, but we had asked her to see three. So we asked her about the third one. She was like, oh yeah, we could stop by there. Um, stop by. Okay. Stop by, you right. said you made appointments. So when we get to <laughs> the first venue, there was nobody there to greet us, nobody there from the venue. It was just us walking around. And then she had to find somebody. It was a hotel. It was the W. And she had to find somebody in security to open one of the rooms to show us there was nobody there to talk to us about pricing about dates that were available. Um, She promised that the dates were available and that's why we were there at these venues. So that was one of the venues we went to. The next venue we went to was the Biltmore. And again, there was nobody else there. I don't know if you guys have been to the Biltmore on a regular weekday, but the doors are locked. And so we had to wait basically for somebody to walk that's in the office building because they have offices upstairs to walk through the lobby and then they let us in. There was no light on in the room there's windows in there so we weren't in the pitch dark but we were in there by ourselves again (laughs) no representative from the space i would we asked her like the pricing the if there's a catering um that's mandatory here what's the food and beverage minimum and she knew nothing she was like oh i'll get it to you i'll get it to you so we left from there and went 
to we stopped by the other venue which we didn't really we didn't care for but we waited for weeks for her to send over one of the venues um pricing eventually i had my mom reach out my mom was like you did what like what you went to these different venues and didn't talk to anybody and you still don't have any information i was like no we don't we don't know anything about pricing or so my mom contacted somebody she knew at the W. They told her that anytime they have a wedding there, they only have two wedding planners in Georgia that they're allowed to show without them that are well aware of like the parameters of the venue and the prices and everything. She was not one of the two. And so they normally greet you with like champagne and have like a booklet for you and tell you about the venue and pricing and whatever. Um, so at the end of the day, she didn't make any appointments. We just walked in. So for her to say we waited weeks for her to make these appointments and get us a day for us all to go was a lie. And they were all just, we just stopped in on a regular Tuesday. And with the Biltmore, when my mom contacted them on her own, she was told that they were the room that we wanted was booked already. So it was booked when we went to view it. So like there was no point of even... Right. Like if she really had made appointments that wouldn't have even been a contender to waste your time with because... Right. And also, if you made appointments, somebody from the venue would be there. <laughs> also, also, it's not like you're yeah. just breaking into a place. Mm-hmm. <sighs> See, that's what would, like, piss me off because I never took off of work for you, you know? Like, granted, I don't know what you and your husband do for a living, but still, like, time is money and like so, you did something else yeah like, you would have been doing something else but instead you set time aside to exactly. knock this out only yeah. for you to basically be at the same place you were at yeah to begin and with. it was say it was like on a friday we hit her up and she was like yeah we're going on tuesday so no notice but like we would just randomly text her about something else and then she would say oh yeah let we're doing such and such on tuesday and I mean, at that time, both of us were working from home, but regular people <laughs> right. would have, exactly. have to take off from work to go to the Biltmore and the W on a Tuesday afternoon. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is like Midtown. So it's not necessarily like, I'm in Gwinnett. You know, like, <laughs> you know, not, not everybody is just around the corner. So mm-hmm. even if that's in the middle of the day, that could be just a minimum of like two or three hours that is just out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. How about you, Natalia? <laughs> I am stunned. But um, so I should have kind of got a hint early on because she was just like all over the place. Like I remember I called her and we were talking and then she was just like, oh, you know, I'm going to need a little time, you know, because one of my friends' sons has passed away. So that happened. And then her father passed away, but she couldn't go to the funeral because it was like late 2020, you know, and traveling. He lived, I think he lived in the island somewhere. So she was just like, you know, I'm just really grieving my father. And I've lost a parent. Well, I lost the woman who raised me. Um, so I understand, you know, I'm really sympathetic when somebody says they lose someone. So, of course, you know, I'm not going to be like, no, you still got to do work. Then she came down with COVID. It was just like, really one thing after another, after another, after another. Now I was complaining to one of my friends and she was like, she needs to be fired. And I was like, well, friends, she can't, you know, help what's going on in her life. 
she was like, this lady is a walking disaster. Every time we talk to her, some horrible thing has happened in her life. Like, what is wrong with this? I was just like, well, you know, she was like, you was being too nice. You was just being too nice. So all the while, she still wants to be paid. You know, she's still sending me her invoices. But no, sorry, because we had talked for like four months before she even sent me a contract. So then she sent a contract. Contract did not have no address on it or anything. But now this I'm new to wedding planning. So I didn't even know that the contract had to be set up that way. I remember we had our very first meeting. I had been talking to this lady for over nine months before I met her face to face. Everything we did was on FaceTime or over the phone. So we had been talking for nine months before I actually met her, like saw her have a we had a sit down meeting. And what happened was I was in a wedding last June. I was in one of my, this is like my best friend since 15 years old. I was in her wedding and her mother-in-law is a wedding planner. So I was talking to her about, you know, some of the things that I had been going through. And she was just like, no, that's not how this works. I've been planning weddings and stuff for a while. No, that's not how it works. And when she asked me to see the contract and I sent it to her, she's like, where's her address? Like, where's her place of business with? She's like, this is not a good contract. So she's like, when you go meet her, bring me with you. But don't tell her that I'm a wedding planner. Just like tell her I'm your family friend or whatever. So I remember I brought her with me. And this lady was asking her these questions and she was like stuttering. Now, mind you, this lady has been in planning weddings because she planned one of my, she was my friend's florist or event designer. And that's who recommended her to me. So unbeknownst to me, she was mad about me bringing this woman to the meeting. She said she felt like it was an ambush. So she stopped talking to me, just stopped talking to me. And she would only communicate with my fiance. How? How? Yeah. Because we still supposed to pay you. (laughs) Right. So... My fiance gets on Facebook one day and posts this, this like weird status. And I'm like, well, what happened? You just left the house. Like, I know you ain't even at work yet. Like, what happened? I call her and she's like, well, I talked to Miss So-and-so and she says, you're going to be the reason that we don't have any vendors. You're going to be the reason that vendors don't want to deal with us. And I was like, what are you talking about? What? So I call the person that my fiance was talking about, the one of the vendors. And I was like, did you have a conversation with the planner? And he was like, yeah, she said she quit. She's not your planner anymore. I was like, oh, yeah. Well, she didn't tell me that. She hasn't any, any contract with me. And I was like, well, did you tell her that we had this conversation or something? She was like, he was like, well, I told her about the conversation, but the way she's saying it, it didn't happen like that. So she basically was trying to bad mouth me to other to my other vendors that might I add she had nothing to do with me picking she didn't help pick anybody or anything all these people were already hand selected before I even met her matter of fact my caterer I remember time called me she he was like I call her all the time and she doesn't return my phone call so how are we supposed to get together she told me that I couldn't have a sit-down dinner that I needed to do buffet because having a sit-down dinner would be virtually impossible. Ma'am, 
it is still COVID. I do not want a buffet. And I talked to the caterer. I was like, so you can't make a sit down there and have to? He was like, no, I never said that. She was the one pushing for you to have a buffet. So she was really going behind my back this talking really bad about me to my vendors. Luckily, she's out of the picture and all my vendors are still here. But yeah, so that's just a little bit about my um, wedding planner from hell. It's so weird because you know how on Facebook you'll see like people that you know are people you should be friends with. She has two pages, and both of those pages always come up in people I should be friends with. Ma'am, why are you here? What is it that you need? <laughs> are you trying to find out if this wedding is still happening? Yes, it is still happening. So if that's what you want to know, yes. I want to write her so bad on Facebook and ask her, like, what do you want? Why are you stalking my page? Because how are both of your pages coming up on people you should know because we don't have any mutual friends oh yeah so you're going to my page to look for something i didn't realize yeah. that's, that that's how that works yeah when you go to people's pages they pop up in the people you should know interesting that's how that works there's so much that you just said that <laughs> like i'm trying to process i was like people can't believe that i had been dealing with her and paying her and had never seen her face to face like they were just i mean well and well never mind you did say she lived close right like yeah she lived in like maybe 45 minutes away from me she lived in the same city like not the same city but the same remote like like, close enough yeah yeah she didn't live too far and her excuse was it's covid man we can wear masks Because you done like went on vacation with your husband, you done, <laughs> done all this other stuff, but you can't come and have a meeting with like, me. The person, like lady, thing. I see you outside, so let's not. Let's and not you don't plan weddings because your weddings is on your Instagram. I think I had to wind up losing eighteen hundred dollars, mm. and everybody was just like, you know, oh my god, that's a lot of money. I was like, eighteen hundred dollars. It was. A, a drop in a bucket for the peace of mind that I had. Yeah, I was about to say, but the peace of mind you get. Yeah. I mean, I don't regret telling her, like, we didn't even have a conversation about it ending. We just, I just sent her a nice little email over and she was like, oh, that's fine with me. You know, maybe it's for best, but yeah, she talks to my fiance a lot. Whew. So, Natalia, I feel like you've already answered the question. But Natalie, how did you make the decision to fire the vendor? So after the venue debacle and us losing, our number one pick was the Biltmore. My mom came to the rescue and helped us find another venue. My mom works for Marriott and a friend of hers overheard her talking about the wedding and the venue issue. And they were they asked her, oh, have you ever been to the Avalon? So my mom set up a a visit for the Avalon and we actually went without my wedding planner. But behind all of the venue stuff, there was also, she had said that we should probably do our engagement shoot in December, January the latest to get the pictures by February and to have them out by March for December wedding. In January, we still hadn't even talked. She still hadn't even set up a call with Stan. Every time we asked her about Stan, she would say, oh, he's out of town. Oh, he'll be out of town for two weeks. When he gets back, or just she sent us like his list of pricing. And so we chose like two different ones that we were looking at and um, going between. 
And she, we told her we had a few questions for him. So she was like, okay, I'll get back with you on when you can talk to him. And she then, it must've been like another month and we still hadn't, it was just different reasons as to why we haven't talked to Stan. Then she was like, oh, well, you can't talk to Stan until you pick one of the, one of the packages. Okay, we picked this package. Can we talk to Stan now? She was like, oh, I'll see if I can get him on the phone. So then the final thing she said was, oh, you know, Stan has a wedding the day before in, I forget, I forget which Caribbean island. And so he doesn't know if he'll be back in time for your wedding the next day on the Saturday. So that's the, that's the issue. That's the issue. It's either a yes or a no. You either know if you're like, when you're leaving a Carib- Caribbean island, they have the same flights every day leaving out. So, you know, like the flights don't change. Either you know there's an early morning flight or you know that there's, that there's not. Um, I ended up contacting Stan via email or his, like I got his number from somewhere and it was so easy to talk to him. It wasn't a back and forth. Um, we also asked her to, to contact a videographer and she kept saying that she couldn't get them and that she would keep trying. There was one more vendor that we could So we ended up, I told my husband that we need to talk to her about her lack of response, her lack of communication and her not like the whole vendor situation and losing the venue. And so we had a call with her and I made him talk most of the time because it's just, it's a weird place to be in because if you, if this is a person that you're going to be planning with for a whole year, you don't want to have these awkward conversations with a service provider because this is an important day. Like I didn't want the awkward tension, but we also needed to say something, but we also didn't want her to treat us differently. Well, I mean, she couldn't treat us much worse, but we didn't want her to treat us differently and it'd be awkward for the whole year planning. So she was very apologetic, like completely apologized, said that she'll do better. She'll, if we need her to call us every day, she'll do that, like to keep us abreast, abreast of what's going on and all of the details. And we can have weekly meetings and all of, all of these promises. And she was just very apologetic. And I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting her like whole humility and apologetic. So we were like, okay, you know, let's move forward. It's fine. And things transpired. (laughs) Something else transpired again. We had, we were looking at a live painter that's from Atlanta that we really, really loved. And we asked her, we went to, she set up some tastings. And by set up, that's loosely, we just went to lunch at different places. There was no appointments again for, this was for um, our... I believe this was for our rehearsal, our rehearsal dinner venue we were looking for. And so she told us we were going to have one at 11, one at 12, one at one. And they're not, they're not all close. So if you, if you even want to sit there for 45 minutes to, to eat and taste the food, you're not going to get to the next place on time. Um, but there was no time set up. There was no real appointment. So say we, we go to, a restaurant at 11 o'clock in Midtown. And then she has another appointment for us at 12 in Alpharetta. And then she has another appointment for us. So at that meeting, we told her, uh, we reminded her that we had asked her to reach out to this live um, painter. And she was like, yeah, I did reach out to her. I was talking back and forth with her assistant, but um, you know, they had said 
that that there would be a travel fee. And I was like, well, they're in Atlanta. She was like, yeah, that's what I had to do. Remind them that we're in Atlanta and they're in Atlanta. So there shouldn't be a travel fee. So I'm going to contact her back about that. And I was like, okay. To me, that didn't make sense. And so we were like, well, she just released a TikTok video that went viral. So I know her followers went up a lot. So, you know, make sure to contact her. And she said that she would contact her on the Monday. On Monday... We reminded her and um, she said her response was that they weren't yet taking 2022 weddings. So at this point we had to move our, we moved our date from December to April, 2022 to but they'll put us on a waiting list. So I was like, okay. Um, I thought that was weird, but I was like, well, if we're on the list, then she sent us another, um, another possible live, live painter. And I didn't know why she was sending us another possible live painter because if we're on the waiting list and they haven't yet booked, then I would assume that we would get our date. So just something didn't feel right with me. There was that and other things that were still going wrong after we gave her a second chance. And so I reached out to the live painter on Instagram and asked her, when did she think that she would be opening up her 2022 dates? And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, I heard that you're not, my wedding planner said you're not booking 2022 yet. And she said, no, we're already booking into 2023. Um, okay. Oh <laughs> um, that I was, was like, just really on bad with this lady. Like she's <laughs> going on vibes, no expertise, no professionalism, pure vibes. Just like, you know, yeah. this is really Oh my gosh. And so I said, well, are you available on um, this date? And she said, no, we've been, we, that date's been booked for, um, for, for a few weeks or something like that. And so I was like, okay, well, my wedding planner said that um, you weren't yet booking and that you would put us on a waiting list. And she was like, well, well, let me see. Let me look up the email address. The live painter was concerned that somebody was pretending to be her assistant mm. and that my wedding planner, she like, she did not think that the wedding planner was lying. She mm -hmm. just thought maybe somebody's pretending to be her assistant and maybe taking money for um, booking her when they weren't really booking her, you know? So I already know in my head that my, it's my wedding planner that's lying, but I play along with it and let her, <laughs> let her look it up. So she looks up the emails and she sees the email that my wedding planner sent asking about the date. And she sees the response that her assistant said saying we are booked that date, but we can put you on the wait waiting list. So their waiting list part was correct. It wasn't a lie, but the other part was a complete lie. And so to me, that was puzzling as to how do you make that lie knowing that eventually we'll have to find out that she's booked. Like there's no way she can come to our wedding unless you go and do something to this other bride that booked her. Like, I don't, you know, so you were gonna be found out in some way or another, unless you thought that you could just give us somebody else and suggest another live painter and we would just go with that. So that lie was troubling, was more than troubling. It was like, that was it. I can't, I can't continue with somebody who's, lying um like that and she held her corner i had my husband call again because i was like i can't i can't do i can't do it again and have this awkward conversation with her because you know outside of the other stuff i felt like she was not a friend but we had become 
close and talking to each other all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was just really awkward. And so he called her and talked to her about it and was like, can you tell me like what happened? And she, you guys, she made a fake email. You know, if you forward an email, you can change what it says below. I mean, most people don't because that's unethical, but you can, you can edit out things that happened if you're forwarding an email. She changed the wording and said that the lady, like changed the wording of the, what the lady said, saying that they're not booked and that she's putting us on the waiting list and forwarded it to him. Oh my gosh. So she's a compulsive liar is what you're saying. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so she, she told him that, um, you know, she's never had clients like us before. And we are, um, you know, one day she feels like she's the popular kid and, and we're, and we're great with whatever she's doing. And the next day she feels like she has to earn her, um, whatever with us again. And, you know, maybe it's not a, we're not a good fit. And we're like, yeah, we agree. We agree. So she, she so she's a liar she's and a good fighter. Yeah, we're, she's not apologetic anymore. She's blaming us as if we're we're the clients. And she was like, you know, I can't guarantee every vendor. Ma'am, this is the second vendor <laughs> we've lost because of you. So right. yeah, it's a no. You literally weren't doing your job. And now you're right. upset because we called you out on it. Right. Like, how did you think this was going to go? How has exactly. this gone for other clients? You know, like. I mean, just, I think it really just felt like she was being lazy <laughs> and she just didn't want to do the follow up that some of this stuff right. required. Yeah. And I think that she was scared to tell us that the vendor was booked because she knows we had asked her to book them three different times. And it would be another thing that we lost because we already lost the venue that we had wanted initially. So, but I don't know how she was going to save face at the end of the day. Because we were never going to be able to get this person that we wanted. Right. Oh, my gosh. And it's almost like, (laughs) it's like, if I wanted to be my own planner, I would have done that from the very beginning. But we, like, asked you to do this for us. You know, we're paying you to do us a service. And so it's kind of like, do your job. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, these are things we can find out. It's not as if there's like this special society where (laughs) you have to get some sort of certification or do something. And then you've like unlocked this like vault with all this information. Like, ma'am, I can just DM this lady on Instagram (laughs) and get this information. (laughs) Like you are not... And then to turn around and make it seem like, well, yeah, it's just not a good fit. You're not doing your job. So no, no, it's not a good fit. It has nothing to do with like us in that type of synergy is you are not doing your job. And we found out and, and we've given you enough excuses to like give vendors grace. That's, that's crap because we all, we're all going through the same pandemic. We're all going through the same, like, stuff in life so this whole like give us a little grace it's you know no 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 if you just bad at your job just say that (laughs) right and it's just like i like i'm a very organized person and even something as far as if if these are like the venues that you use all the time 
you should have like a deck or a spreadsheet or something that says like, this is how much this venue costs. And even the, the mm -hmm. venue prices and food prices that took her over a month to send. And by the way, when she did send it, she would say like, she sent the, maybe one of the venues price and said, oh, it's 5,000 for, for this and 2,000 for this. And it took me 10 minutes to look up the venue and go to their pricing page and find out everything by myself. And her pricing was not the same as what was online <laughs> or not as in depth. Like they gave right. in depth. It's just like, it's so simple. If these are the 10 venues that you use all the time or five venues, however number to already have a deck with the, a picture of the venue, the name of the venue, a contact at the venue and their prices. Right. And, and if you have these relationships with these people, you can easily reach out to them and get the stuff that you're asking for. Like if you didn't have, say, their updated pricing or their updated brochure or whatever it is that they put, you probably have their number in your phone or you probably have your right. email connected to your phone. So all of this is very, unless you are on a deathbed, like there's really no excuse for just how she dropped the ball. Like, I, I don't see how you recover from that without just completely just being apologetic and being like, you know what? You're right. My bad. Even on the first call, when we had to tell her, like my mom contacted somebody at the W and they responded back in two days. And she was like, well, the person that I normally contact, she was out and that's the only person I knew there. And I was like, so it took you over a month to get an answer, but it took my mom two days. Right. And you only know one not person. not a wedding planner? Why would you only know one person there? Like you should, you may have a really good rapport with maybe one person, but you're probably aware of other people because if that person's out, they probably have a backup person. You know, like everybody, whenever they're out, they're out of office says, if you need me, contact this person that works with me. <laughs> they may not know all the same details, but they know enough to keep the ball moving. Like, yeah. yeah so even if they don't have, have an autoresponder, maybe you can just call the venue itself and say, Hey, I was working with so-and-so, but I understand mm -hmm. that they're out of town. Is there anyone else I can talk to, you know, to help me with the situation and get everything that you need for your client? But right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Quick she's question, still business. <laughs> she, she's still in business. <laughs> yeah, she's still in business. <laughs> or he, he, he or she. <laughs> she, she. She is still in business and she's very, that's the thing. My mom was, my mom kept asking me, she was like, are you like, are you sure? Like, why did you choose her? And I was like, mom, her Instagram page looks amazing. Like the weddings, the baby showers, the everything, everything looks amazing. Like, I don't understand how this woman gets to this end result with the way she runs her business. I just, I, it, it is still puzzling to me because I've also talked to two other brides mm -hmm. who have worked with her and have had the same experience as me. Really? One of them canceled her wedding. So canceled her the wedding? Entire wedding. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, you know what, the way that she was moving, like she may have not had any vendors, like any vendors that she wanted. So it's kind of like, well, like, you know, why even move forward? Yeah, because yeah. that could give you enough PTSD on its own where it's like, you know what, <laughs> we going to just yeah. go to the courthouse.
Exactly. They did do that because we we also um, Leon and I did that as well. So this was just our like we did something in my mom's backyard. So this was our big thing to invite friends to. Mm -hmm. Um, So I get that. Oh, my gosh. Was she your full planner, partial planner? Full planner. Full. That's what I thought. She did give all our money back, though. She oh, okay. Oh. Okay. All right. Okay. She did something right. If <laughs> she did something yeah. right, hand clapping. <laughs> I was around. surprised. <laughs> and I was a little scared. Lucky that you. That money. Yeah. <laughs> and and do you think she did that out of just like the goodness of her heart? Or was it like, I know you know people, so I don't want this to come back around? Because you have like, bridal industry like wedding industry people that you know and you're cool with yeah I don't I don't know maybe it was a little bit of both okay and I yeah maybe it was a little bit of both either way I mean shoot take it but (laughs) but still yeah (laughs) okay but she's big I mean if I tell you you know I am very I I I really want to (laughs) know because I kind of got a guess who it might be but I'm not sure (laughs) <laughs> I've had like several names in my head. Um, so for the replacement, like, well, one for both of you, I want to know when you made the decision to fire that vendor, how much more of your wedding did you have to go? Like planning, did you have to go? And then how did you kind of manage like finding the replacement and doing everything that essentially twice or like starting over? So um, for us, finding the replacement wasn't hard. We had somebody in mind, which was the gentleman we talked to the first time. So his company is called Develop Events. Mm -hmm. Um, He's out of, his name is Demetrius. Demetrius and Vanity. They saved the day. Uh, We had talked to them first. And so we had contacted them again and kind of told them like what, we didn't tell them who we were working with, but we just told them, you know, we wanted to work with them. And if they still have the date available and would have us, we would love to work with them. And they emailed us back right away. And we started planning right away. And we had vast majority of the wedding left to plan. The only thing we had down was, I think we, I don't even know. I don't even think that we had set a date with Stan yet for our engagement shoot. The only thing we had secure was the venue. And like I said, my mom and I found that on our own. We didn't end up using the florist that she recommended. That was the only other person we had met with, with her. Mm-hmm. And because they seemed to be really close friends and we just thought that would be an awkward yeah. uh, relationship moving forward. That makes sense. Okay. Natalia, what about you? Well, after our meeting, there was so much left to do, like money and stuff like that. So we decided to postpone. So that's why we're, mm. we were supposed to get married October 23rd of last year. Oh, okay. Um, a friend of mine recommended another friend <laughs> recommended the new wedding planner. We have our little issues. It ain't a perfect relationship, but you know, she's like, we had a conversation, me, her, and my fiance had a conversation. And she was just like, you know, I'd be so busy. And like, she's in all these like groups and she travels a lot with her groups and she wedding plans. And, you know, and I, I told her, I was like, you got a lot going on. I need you to like prioritize this wedding that you're getting paid monthly. A hefty little fee to plan. I need you to be a little bit more on top of things because I talked to the person that's doing our decor and she didn't even know my, uh, because I've changed my wedding colors. That was like 
I changed my wedding colors, dropped the initial venue that we were going to do it at. We changed venues to the venue that I was telling y'all about. So a lot of things changed when I changed wedding planners. The lady who's doing the decor, she didn't know that my up-to-date wedding colors. And we were just having a conversation. And she's like, well, how did you come up with your reception? And I was like, oh, because my colors are fall. And she's like, yeah, fall colors. She was just like, what happens to these colors? I was like, they haven't been my colors in months. So I was a little irritated. So that basically you you found your replacement through the recommendation of the friend and it ain't perfect, but you know what? You're almost there. <laughs> All right. So final question for y'all. What advice would you give to someone else that was in a similar predicament? So just dealing with whether it was bad communication practices or just feeling like they're not quite getting the service that they were expecting. What would you, what would you say to them? Um, I would say pay attention, pay attention to all of the, the clues leading up because there were clues. There were definitely clues. Uh, Sometimes we would have a call scheduled and we're thinking she's going to call us and she we end up having to call her and she says, oh, there must be something wrong with my booking system or whatever. Um, so pay attention, trust your gut. If you think that things may not work out or that the vibe is not right or that they are not living up to what they promised, I would address it early, which is what we tried to do in the beginning. And I think if you're early enough along or wherever you are in your process, even if there's a risk of losing your deposit, it might be worth it because I don't see how we could have gotten to our wedding day with the same practices that were going on throughout the planning. And there has to be a trust there. It's a big day. You'll never, well, most people will never have another wedding day and it's important and you want it to go right. And you want to have a good relationship with that person. So that's that's the main thing is to trust your gut and to make changes where necessary as soon as you can. Great advice. Natalia? If you see something that just makes you uneasy, hit it up head on. Like, don't, like, mess around with it. Because, like, I gave a lot of chances when her life was, like, falling apart. And when, you know, she went by behind my back and kind of was bad mouth to me to people that was just like, wow. Mm, interesting, you know, because I gave her a lot of grace and I just didn't feel like grace was given to me. So even though it's it's good to have grace for your vendors because they're human and they are going to make mistakes, nobody's perfect, just realize that everybody isn't you. Everybody isn't going to behave the same way you behave. So just take all those things into consideration. And all firm recommendations, although they might have the best intentions, don't always work out for the best. You know, sometimes you really just got to do your own due diligence and like really research a person. Pay attention to the red flags. <laughs> yes, yes. And you may end up losing some money, but the peace of mind yes. is definitely worth it. I mean, I've vaguely mentioned on here before having some remorse um I had to pick another vendor that I initially had just because I felt like the service I was getting wasn't 
wasn't that great. It was upsetting because this was someone that I had been following well before I was even in that stage of like even thinking about marriage, you know, like when I was dating still, but I really liked the type of stuff that they were posting. So I was following for just, you know, some time and, you know, it just didn't end up working out, but the vendor that came along afterwards was like everything, like a thousand percent. And sometimes that's how it goes. Like that's the, that's one of those things about wedding planning. They don't tell you about where it's like, you may, you may lose money. (laughs) You end up having to like get somebody else or you take a chance and just pray for the best and hope that it works out. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. But anywho. Yes. So we're going to now move into the wedding vendor love segment of the show. And uh, this is where we, Shout out people that we absolutely love. Natalie, we'll go with you first. Who would you like to shout out this week? Probably first, I'd shout out Develop Events. Um, That was our wedding planner that saved the day. They took over and they were on top of everything. We had meetings all the time. He had an assistant. Um, She took notes and she remembered everything. He did all the design and planning things. And on the wedding day, they were even better than they were throughout the planning. Like if I was going to sneeze, they knew before me and would catch it. Like they were on top of everything and they were just great. Um, I did want to shout out uh, Aristocat Tours. It was the yacht that we used in Jamaica for my bachelorette trip. Ooh, okay. Uh, they were great. Uh, they put on a great event, had catered food, had a great bartender, very lively. Um, we had a live DJ on board and a photographer on board. And they're Aristocat Tours based out of Montego Bay, Jamaica. Also, the lady who made my reception dress, Matopeta, out of Nigeria. That was great. I had a great working relationship with her and designing my outfit for the reception. I think that's it. Your looks. Oh my gosh. Your entire yes. wedding was just like... I need to go see her wedding. This, I need to her jumpsuit this needs everything. to be in magazines. Okay. Yes. Like Thank this... You. Oh my God. What's your IG so I can go see this wedding that I keep hearing about? Because I'm one of I'm <laughs> It's Natalie Sherelle. Sherelle with an S or a C? With an S. Natalie, N A T A L I E, Sherelle, S H E R R E L. Perfect. All right. Natalia, who would you like to shout out? I'm going to shout out my new planner, Aubrey Events, on Instagram, and my, my awesome, fantastic photographer, Will Hawkins Photography. Love, love, love him. Anytime I call, he's answering the phone. But he's texting me back like, what's up? What you need? You okay? So I love his communication. is great. His pictures are wonderful. We've had two engagement sessions with him. Third is my caterer um, at Food Catering, a fruit of labor, I believe. And his name is Carlton Pearson. His food is amazing. He Every dish he's ever prepared bear with me i've immensely enjoyed those are my three vendors that i want to show a little love to and tell them thank you for sticking with me because that can be a lot perfect perfect ashley who would you like to shout out this week the vendor i'm shouting out this week is a photographer based in milwaukee her name is naomi she is the owner of in love photography N is short for naomi 
Love is actually her last name. And so you can find more details about her amazing work on inlovephotography.com. That's the letter N, L-O-V-E, photography.com. Like I said, she's based in Milwaukee. She has a very beautiful style. She's worked with all couples of all ethnicities, all shades. So you would definitely feel comfortable in her hands. I encourage you all to go look up her account, look at her website, Find her on Instagram, underscore in love photography, and let her know that who I do sent you to her. So that is who I'm shouting out this week. Who are you shouting out to, Nia? Yeah, I'm shouting out the company that I chose to go with for my wedding. It is a husband and wife team. The business is called Clicking Around, and that's C-L-I-C-K-N, underscore around, A-R-O-U-N-D, that's on Instagram. They are very affordable and their customer service is A1. And so if you are in need of a 360 booth for your event, birthday party, wedding, baby shower, you know, because we doing it up these days. And so if you're in need, um, please reach out to them. They are very affordable. I promise you that you will not regret choosing them as your vendor. Well, do y'all have anything you would like to shout out or if people want to find you, follow you, you know, because folks are nosy. Do <laughs> you want to give them anything to go to or look at? I do have a podcast. It's a Black queer woman planning a wedding in a wedding industry that is very hetero. You know, mm-hmm. you don't really see black women or black queer people, you know, getting married. You know, right. you go to, you see, like every now and then you'll see it in a bridal magazine or you'll see it on the website. But most weddings that are broadcast are very whitewashed and they're very hetero. So it's called Jumping the Broom. And okay. actually, y'all inspired me to do that. Just want to shout y'all out. Because I remember when I first started listening to y'all podcast, I was like, oh, I love it here. <laughs> All black people talking about black weddings. And I'm having a glam wedding. Because I remember when I first listened to Ashley, Ashley was like, everybody wants to have a glam wedding. I was like, I, I kind of do too. So I don't know if that's a bad thing. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with it. I think glam weddings are gorgeous when it's executed like flawlessly like to me natalie's wedding was glam but that to me is what glam should be like not the same she had same. Stand low so you already knew that <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. but i also no, think too like with black brides not every bride wants to be glam and what glam is for one bride is different for another so i think you know all the different bridal aesthetic should be displayed because you know there are girls on tiktok that are like i want a barn wedding and i'm like baby you're not a barn wedding but if that's what you want i want you to have if it. you ever wanted to find anyone that has ever been shouted out on this show and all 300 plus wedding vendors that have been shouted out which is a wild to even think of but you will be able to find them on find.huidu.com. So if you don't remember what we said, or you're listening to an episode later and you want to look that person up, or maybe you don't remember how to spell their name or what have you, you can always go there and easily find them. 
So just a little mental note. But Tania, where can people find us? You can find us on whoido.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok. And you can find Ashley at Demi Tosh on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Belsory on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you again. We'll be back. See y'all next week.